Reach your financial goals with Royal Credit Union. Whether you're borrowing or saving, Royal is here to help put your goals within reach. When you choose Royal Credit Union, you're getting great rates and a financial partner that you can grow with. From savings and checking accounts to vehicle and home loans, Royal offers the financial solutions you need and the advice you can trust. Learn how Royal Credit Union can help with your financial goals and open your account today at rcu.org slash financial goals. Insured by NCUA. Loan subject to credit approval. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. We are the Bar Down Beauties Podcast. I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Kirsten Kroll. Super excited to be out here at Doug Rolls, uh, courtesy of our friends at Greenbelt. Don't forget, while we are doing this live podcast, you can get a $2 Nordies pint. Um, go do that. Drink up. Cheers. It's a Wednesday night. We're having fun. Uh, I am a writer for NHL.com. Kirsten and I have been doing this podcast for a couple years now. Kirsten is the lovely face at the Minnesota Wild Games. If you've ever been to a home game, you'll see Kirsten on the big screen. And then hopefully you're reading my recaps afterwards. So thanks all for coming out. How many hockey fans we got in the crowd? Good amount. Woo! There we go. Unfortunately, Kirsten, Minnesota Wild disappointing us yet again. But it's been a quiet offseason so far for the Wild. It's been very quiet, and I don't know if I like that. Like, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop to where something else happens, and I'm scared it's going to be something I don't like that they're going to do. I mean, you know what I'm going to say. Yes, you're saying Marcus Foligno is going to be gone, and that makes me really upset you keep saying that. I apologize, but as everybody has heard, I'm sure time and time again, Minnesota Wild have zero dollars, and by zero, I mean, like, nothing. They cannot afford to sign anybody, um, and unfortunately, that means they're going to have to get rid of some players. The reason I say Marcus Foligno, who is a friend of the podcast, a very close friend of ours, a sweetheart, as well as a great voice in the locker room, he has no protection. You can move him wherever you want. You don't have to waive a trade clause. There's no move protection, and he's a dime a dozen as a player itself. Again, yes, his personality in the locker room, Hard to replicate. He is an assistant, an alternate captain, excuse me, for a reason. But his playing style, a dime a dozen, save a couple mil if you move them, get something for it. Why not? Maybe package it with a prospect or a pick. The Minnesota Wild have a couple picks coming up in the NHL draft at the end of June. That's why I say Marcus Foligno. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and but I do just you? don't like do it. I hear what you're saying. I would much rather see them get rid of like let's let's stir the pot a little bit let's get rid of someone move them that does have a no move clause like let's work around that a all right little i'm bit. who who drop the names they're not here jared God. spurgeon jared spurgeon wow why not that is why not if we're gonna throw out some names why not jared spurgeon i mean i'm okay with removing the c from spurgeon all right i love jared spurgeon i love what he's been he's got that resilient story, wasn't drafted, comes into camp, makes the team out of camp, has been with his organization a very, very long time, a very quiet leader and a very steady presence on the blue line. Uh, but yes, he's got some hefty protection. My concern with Spurgeon too is you're gonna have to have a fairly young defensive core. I think Alex Goligoski probably on his way out. 
I'd part ways with John Merrill. I think Brock Faber, University of Minnesota's Brock Faber, Minnesota's own, had a phenomenal start to his NHL career. I think he'll be really great back there. Um, and as we all know, Matt Dumba, adios senior for him as well, likely, as he walks into free agency this offseason. So I don't know. I mean, what would you want for Spurgeon? You'd have to get a decent little haul, I would think, to get rid of your top-line defenseman. I don't know what I would want for him. I just think if we're throwing options out on the table, why don't we just consider that? And I yeah. think Bill Guerin has to be. So also Matt Zuccarello. I don't think he doesn't have a ton of protection surrounding him, but why, why not see what we can get for him as well? You want to make Kirill Kaprizov upset, you trade Matt Zuccarello. That's for certain, but I would not be sad about it. I'm not, I wish that Dean Evson during the course of the playoffs and even during the course of the regular season separated those two mm -hmm. a little bit more. I think you could have really gotten even each of them going in their own right. Yes, they have an insane chemistry. The way that Zuccarello can find Kaprizov and back and forth, the way they ping pong off each other is tremendous to watch. And Matt Zuccarello, uh, for a guy that's kind of on the second half of his career here a little bit, um, you know, last season was phenomenal for him this year you saw a little bit of that reality, that age sink in. And now I hate to say that because you guys, I'm like the same age as Matt Zuccarello, but I'm honest with myself. I can barely paddle board, which I tried to do but today. But you're also not a professional athlete. I'm not, I'm, I know I look like it. Probably people think I might be, but I'm not. Shocking, not a professional athlete. Professional beer drinker. Again, you can get your $2 pints of Nordies, courtesy of our friends at Grain Belt, up at the bar or with your waitresses. But uh, yeah, not a professional athlete. You know, and also uh, you mentioned, do I want to make Kirill upset by separating him and Zoki? Kirill made me upset when he no-showed in the playoffs. Mm. So if we're going to be honest, we can start there. That upset me. So yes, I say break it apart. Let's find something else that hopefully works because Zuki and Kaprizov in the postseason was not. That was one thing that wasn't. Yes, Zuccarello had a lower body injury. I don't care. It's the playoffs. Everyone's hurt. So I just, I think I have a sour taste in my mouth based on how things ended, especially when you are making the money Kaprizov and Matt Boldy are making, and you kind of have that <laughs> presence that you want to win, such as a Kirill Kaprizov does. If you want to be a superstar, you need to show up in the playoffs. And I didn't think that was a spot we were going to be sitting here talking about, about not having Kirill show up in the postseason, but here we are. Kirill gets his no-move teams coming in in 2024. My bigger concern around Kirill right now, it's not necessarily that he, you know, was a little absent in that first round. I think you could argue there were quite a few players that just didn't show up. Game six in particular against the Dallas Stars, which they just allowed themselves to be eliminated. Uh, Dallas Stars on the brink of elimination themselves. Asleep. Love to see that, yes. Jamie Benn getting two-game suspension for his egregious cross-check to Mark Stone yesterday. Anyway, Kirill, the concern about him is the way that the team has been performing, the way the team performed this year during the regular season, the way they performed the last two years during the playoffs, and the fact that the next two years are going to be very cash-strapped, he's not going to want to stick around that much longer. I think my concern is he's looking at this team and saying, are you going to be able to be a part of this Stanley Cup contention. I don't know if Kirill sees that because certainly as we've discussed on the Bar Down Beauties podcast, new episodes released every Monday, and as we discussed with Bill Guerin after the season wrapped up, is that the next few years are going to be tough. You're going to have to rely on young guys. It's not necessarily a step back because it's not a full rebuild, but it's not a guarantee you're going to make the playoffs either because you're not going to be able to afford the pieces that you need to make a deep run. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to think of how to say this, and I don't know how to, but I'm going to just go for it. And it's going to be a very controversial opinion. I'm not as high on Kirill Kaprizov as everyone else wow. is. I know. I know. Wow. And I don't know exactly what it is. But especially, again, I'm going back to the playoffs late in the season. Yes, he was coming off of an injury as well that kept him out for a few weeks. There's just something there right now that I'm just, it's not that I'm not sold on him. I'm not happy with him. Do you think there will be a regression? Is that what you're concerned? Because, like, obviously after he won the Calder his rookie year, everybody was thinking, okay, is there going to be a step back? And Matt Boldy, same question, surrounded him, Matt Boldy didn't take a step back. Yes, he was absent during the playoffs as well, but I think he continued on his trend upward. And Kaprizov surpassed what he was able to achieve last year with less games, too, because he was injured toward the end of that regular season. Is that what concerns you? Do you think Kaprizov is not going to be as good? I mean, again, folks, feel free to shame the heck out of Kirsten. Don't come hey, in the comments. Hey, now. It's a, it's a ridiculous take. I'm not saying it has anything to do necessarily with his skill set, because we know he's talented. I just think maybe high maintenance seeming wow. is the way to put it. I mean, he's a superstar. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm going to hold off on the superstar statement until I see more from you in the playoffs where you can score a goal, maybe even a few points here and there. I mean, again, he needs the help, though. He right? needs the help, but, I mean, but granted, take it. Connor McDavid shows up. I was just about to say, Connor McDavid, granted, yes, he has Leon Dreisaitl as well, but Connor McDavid doing unreal things in Edmonton without having superstar caliber players around him. So I'm not here making excuses. I'm not on board with everyone who makes excuses for Kirill. Like, well, he doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. Let's make Kirill happy. It's like... I'm a little more hesitant in that area. It just seems very demanding when you haven't proven as much as you should at this point now in your career. The hot, spicy it take. It is a hot and spicy take, hot, and I knew it would be. Hot and spicy take from Kirsten Kroll. Again, we're at the Bar Down Beauties. New episodes released each and every Monday. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, Wild.com. She's Kirsten Kroll. She is on the big screen at All Home Games. Let's bring it to the present day. We've mm. griped and groaned about the Minnesota Wild being just another Minnesota sports team, which... Sorry, guys. That's how it is, right? We're here. We're excited. We're all in on playoffs. Game three was electric in St. Paul, and then it just sucked from there on out. So apologies for that. But we're talking about superstars leading their teams to the promised land. You look at right now, currently, Eastern Conference Final, game four, where the Carolina Hurricanes are down 0-3 to the Florida Panthers, the Florida Panthers who beat the Boston Bruins, and not just any Boston Bruins team, the number one team in the NHL all season, record-setting uh, with points and wins and every imaginable column that's a good uh, stat, Boston had it beat. Uh, Florida has been on a tear ever since. Now, I would argue Florida doesn't really have a superstar. I know you're going to go with Matt Kachuk here. I right? wouldn't say he's superstar, no, though. Right. I'm just very high on Matthew Kachuk right now because yes. I'm loving everything Florida's doing, <laughs> especially Matthew Kachuk putting the entire state of Florida on his back right now and just... Not even that major upset against Boston, but then you advance to the second round, get things done there. Now you're up 3-0 in the series against the Carolina Hurricanes. So I can't think anyone honestly could say they saw that coming, but I'm here for it. And let's just take it all the way at this point. Yeah, we love a little upset. We love a little underdog story. Speaking of tonight's game, those lovely coasters that I had handed out, I have certainly some up here. 
you'll notice a QR code. Our friends at Better Edge allowed us to put together a fun poll surrounding tonight's game four. It's all questions of like who will score, who, which team will score, who's going to make the most saves, yada, yada. Uh, you could enter to win $50 free of charge. Just enter, take a, take a part in the poll. It should be a good time, so feel free to come grab a coaster. If you don't have one, again, Better Edge. We love them. Shout out to our friend Greg over there and his kiddos to come watch and support the Bar Down Beauties. And, of course, shout out to our other sponsors, Grain Belt. Uh, Kirsten, do you think the Panthers are going to sweep Carolina in this uh, Eastern Conference Finals? And then if that's the case, are they going to win the Stanley Cup? Are they going to just F around and go ahead and win the whole thing? I'm scared about Vegas. That's because yeah. seemingly it's going to be Vegas in the Stanley Cup final. We know how I feel about expansion teams, recent expansion teams, i.e. Vegas and Seattle, doing as well as they've been doing. I'm not here for it. Let's spread the wealth, <laughs> such as to the Minnesota Wild, who've been around for over 20 years now. Let's make it to a Stanley Cup final ourselves. How about get it to so the That's a personal round. vendetta. Yes, there's that too. So I don't want Vegas to go, but that's seemingly going to be the opponent Will Florida win it all? I would say granted the season they've had, they may as well go and do the whole thing now. I don't think there's really anyone that can sit on the sidelines right now saying that they're doubting or doubtful of Florida, seeing how much they've overcome this postseason, almost missing the postseason. Yes. Let's add that in. They almost didn't make it in, and now they're in the Eastern Conference Final. I am. I don't think they're going to sweep Carolina. I mean, that's no fun. It's not fun, and I don't want to see that either. Um, big Rod Brindamore fan myself. Mm. Um, I also don't want to see Carolina win a cup without Andrei Svechnikov. That's a personal thing as well. But I don't know. I think Carolina will win tonight, but I think they'll fall in the series 4-1. It'll end in five games. That seems probably well fair. Sergei Bobrovsky playing the best hockey he has played in God, probably a decade, maybe, because he's been around that long. Bob has been around that long. Uh, he's setting records again. Going over to, now that we're, you know, Eastern Conference again, game four going on right now as the Panthers are looking to sweep Carolina. Let's switch gears and go to the Western Conference Finals. Dallas and Vegas. Dallas, uh, are you upset? Are you a person that would cheer for Dallas and jump on that bandwagon because they beat the Minnesota Wild? Or no. are you, like, I want to see him suffer? I am loving everything that we're seeing from Dallas at this moment, how they're just completely crumbling in front of our own very eyes. I wanted them to beat Seattle. Again, my personal vendetta against expansion teams. I didn't want Seattle <laughs> to make it to the Western Conference Final, so I'm really happy that they didn't. But now that we're in the Western Conference Final, Dallas is down three games to zero. Let's talk about last night's game three, <clears throat> by the way, shall we? Jamie Benn, the captain, losing all composure. The, one of the dirtiest cross-checks I've ever seen. Guy, Mark Stone's down on the ground. You take your stick on his neck, and you just keep it down there, and you just hold it on him. So there was that two-game suspension. Um, if they do get swept, which at this rate, I don't see why they wouldn't, that carries into next season where Jamie Benn misses the season opener. Mm -hmm. So I just, from a, seeing a captain lose composure like that on such a dirty play doesn't surprise me that it was on Dallas, but just from a captain standpoint, surprises me a little bit. I mean, to be fair, though, that's the player Jamie Benn is, though. Like, this year he's been playing out of his mind. I mean, all those guys, all the veteran players, I mean, they have Jason Robertson, yes, and they have uh, Miro Hiskinen down on the defensive end, but also Pavelski's playing ridiculous, Sagan's playing ridiculous, uh, Jamie Benn, I mean, 
those names that you haven't heard for the past couple of years, quote unquote, I mean, as, as the superstars have really turned it up. The thing about the Jamie Benn situation against Mark Stone, first of all, is the fact that he didn't hold himself accountable yesterday when he dipped out on media or today when he spoke with media and said, oops, I fell and I'm sorry I used the stick to brace myself. Like you fell the first time. That one, two to the head was not a fall. That was a cross check. Absolutely ridiculous. Max Domi also fined last night for his cross check against Mark Stone as well. He gets a $5,000 fine. Um, I mean, it is. I think the frustrating thing for me watching this Dallas-Vegas series is that, again, it shows that Dallas was very beatable. Minnesota mm-hmm. could have beaten Dallas. I mean, Jake Ottinger got chased the first seven minutes into the period yesterday because he's human, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they rode him. And he, Jake Ottinger, Minnesota boy, Lakeville native. We love him. We support him. A good kid. Unless he's playing the Minnesota Wild. The I think we that, gave Jake Ottinger a little too much yes, credit. Yes, well, you look He at, was good, yes. And it, granted, Dallas has worn him down playing him every single game. But we gave him too much credit. He was good, but he wasn't as good as everyone in the media was hyping him up to be in that series. You look at game four and game five, he had 16 shots. I mean, there was not any traffic in front of him. There was no pucks on net. I mean, you made Jake Ottinger look like a bigger superstar than he truly is. And they didn't go high on him. They just kept trying to go low. It's been proven. If you go high on Jake Ottinger, especially on the glove side, he can't stop it. You can score on him. That's all you have to do. I told all the players in the locker room every single game. They didn't listen to me, which is just egregious also in its own right. Also, another thing with Dallas that I want to talk about, their fans. Game three, throwing trash on the ice, getting so bad to the point yeah. that the refs were saying they will assess Dallas a bench minor, having to end the second period almost 30 seconds early to play that before the start of the third just to clean up the trash. Can't do that. That is so bad from yeah. a fan base to do. It's embarrassing. It's it embarrassing. Really that would not happen in Minnesota. Like, that's not even just me being like, oh, Minnesota, Dallas sucks, like rivalry, blah, blah, blah. No, that is just unacceptable. Unacceptable. Again, we are the Bardown Beauties podcast. New episodes talking all things hockey released each and every Monday. We get some pretty cool guests on board as well. Uh, we've got the Hendrickson Foundation coming up, so we'll be talking to Darby Hendrickson, assistant coach for the Wild, but also big advocate for special hockey and blind hockey, all of the different uh, divisions of special hockey, so we're very excited about that. We've also had recently uh, Philip Gustafson, Minnesota Wild goaltender. We've had Jake Middleton, the defenseman. Yes, I'm name-dropping. I'll pick those up on my way out, but those are some names that we have had because we've got all, all around, we love to support the game of hockey. Uh, just two chicks talking puck. Drinking beer, you love it. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We will be right back again. Do not forget $2.16 ounce taps of Greenbelt Nord East at the bar or with your waitress, so make sure you stop there. And again, if you want to play a little betting, a little polls without actually entering any money, scan this QR code, check out some hockey. We'll be right back. All right, guys, now that it's the hockey offseason, who's ready to get beach bod ready with me? Thanks to Livia, I am averaging a weight loss of two pounds per week and keeping it off. I couldn't be more grateful to my Livia team at the Woodbury Clinic for keeping me on track in my weight loss journey, to which I've currently lost more than 15 pounds and counting. Start your success today and join now to receive three months free plus a free gift. Just call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com and let them know Jesse Pierce and the Bardown Beauty sent you. That's 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. We're back. I know you're all excited because I'm sure everyone is here to listen to the Bardown Beauties live podcast, courtesy of our friends 
over at Grainbelt could not be more grateful to Grainbelt for allowing us to do these live shows once a month and tonight at Doug Rolls in Hastings. Great bar. Absolutely fantastic bar, you guys. First time out here for me. I'm digging it, Kirsten. I'm really liking it, too. I mean, it's a beautiful night outside. There's a nice breeze. And it's a beautiful Wednesday night almost to kick off summer. So Exactly. We'll be talking about the summer beers that Greenbelt has to offer that you can find at the State Fair. Cheers to all of you. Again, don't forget, while we're doing this live podcast until 8 p.m. this evening, $2.16 ounce taps of Nordies. Be sure to get up there. Get your order in. Get a couple. Make a few. You know, it's it's summer. I mean, you may as well, and they're $2. How could you not? Stupid not to. I know, exactly. We also have some giveaways. Everybody likes free shit. We all know you love free shit. We've got free shit. Uh, labeled, branded, Nordeast, and Shell's gear. We're going to do some trivia. You guys all into some trivia? Let's do some trivia. First question, it's an easy one if you are a Minnesota Wild fan. Can anybody tell me what round Kirill Kaprizov was drafted in? Kirill Kaprizov, what round did the Minnesota Wild select him at? I'm not going to give it to the noted Grainbelt guy who knows hockey. We're going to skip that one. Anybody else know what round Kirill Kaprizov was drafted in? Kirill Kaprizov drafted in the fifth round. Everybody wants to go first. There we go. Come up, grab your prize. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov taking the Minnesota Wild by storm, dug out of Russia and... Uh, has asserted himself as the top. I do laugh every time I ask that question to like, I've asked it at like all these career days I've done. Everyone wants to say number one. They cannot believe yeah. Kirill Kaprizov was a fifth rounder. I mean, it's hard to think that they let him go that f- I mean, that anyone would let him go that far, but no one knew it's- except for the Wild Scouts. Exactly. This is true. I'll give you another super easy one, very relevant to this year. In what round and how many games did the Minnesota Wild get defeated in this year during the playoffs? Can anybody tell me what round and how many games they were defeated in? First round. First round, we go. six games. It took six games for the Minnesota Wild to suck. Uh, they had a couple good ones. They took the first game in double overtime, right? Double Over, overtime. Double overtime, Ryan They Hart wanted works. to stretch it out a little bit more to yes. just make the hurt worse that exactly. much more. Yeah, they have at it. Uh, yeah, they did. They lost to the Dallas Stars. Very winnable series. And here we are having off-season hockey content, which is hard, you guys. It's hard to get up here, have a podcast each and every week talking hockey. This week, our podcast featured Butte's Awards. We didn't give awards to the best player. We didn't give award to... The, um, you know, top score, any of the, those important things. It was so much better than that. So much better than that. Our biggest question, a hot button item, if you will, is which Minnesota Wild player would think a hot dog is a sandwich? First of all, we need to clear the air on this. Who thinks a hot dog is a sandwich? There's an argument to be made, and I will defend it. Please share. It is a piece of meat between two pieces of bread. A Subway sandwich, same kind of bun. What, about, what do you take up? What's your take on a hamburger? It's a sandwich. Is that normal? A hamburger is a sandwich. Okay. Well, and we thought John Merrill would be the player to definitely think a hot dog is a sandwich. That probably makes sense. I also selected him as my award winner for most likely to be a PE teacher. If anybody has not seen what John Merrill looks like, he looks like a Fayette teacher. He, he does. He has a mullet 
kind of scruffy looking. He's definitely the guy wearing a windbreaker to your gym class, telling you to hustle around for that mile. Throwing dodgeballs at the kids. You know, and Kirsten and I were a little harsh on little John Merrill this year. He enjoyed most of the playoffs from the press box with me, in fact, because he was not good. Do you think the Minnesota Wild will part ways with John Merrill? I think he still has another year, maybe. I don't don't think they're getting rid. I think we're with John Merrill the next two years. He's like, what, one year into a three-year deal? I think we are with John Merrill for a little bit longer. Now, the question is, why John Merrill and not Kalen Addison? Now, Kalen Addison is a prospect brought in by Bill Guerin via trade last year. Um, Very high offensive upside quarterback of the power play, which if anybody watched the playoffs this year, sucked because Kalen Addison didn't play. There was nobody QBing that Minnesota Wild power play, which was absolutely atrocious. Um, you know, and, and Bill Guerin didn't mince words at the end of the season when we chatted with him uh, after the year was over. He said, you know, he needs to get better defensively. And I don't argue that. Kalen Addison, he's not, you know, John Klingberg bad on defense. John Klingberg was awful on defense. But also, I don't know that they've ever really given Addison a true fair shake necessarily. So I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be with the Minnesota Wild next year. But I also can't really still quite understand why. Yeah, I would agree with that. But also, when when we came out and said we didn't think Addison was going to be on the team, everyone's coming out. They're like, he's been tra- he's staying in Minnesota and training. Well, technically, to be fair, yeah. everyone for the most part still in Minnesota. It's true. Like nothing has happened, um, <laughs> which is scary. But I wouldn't be shocked to see Addison not on the team. I think Garen and c- very clearly Everson have something for him out for him, and I don't know what it is. I mean, I think he and Marco Rossi are the two big prospects that are going to come into a camp with a spot that's there to lose. Now, this is the second year Marco Rossi will enter training camp with a spot that's his to lose. Rossi lost said spot. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Marco Rossi. Again, another player I tend to be a little harsh on because I did mention at the trade deadline I would possibly package him with somebody or something and move him. And I didn't say that because I don't think Marco Rossi is a bust. It is far too early to call him a bust. He was the Minnesota Wilds' first-round pick a couple years ago, number 12 overall, uh, or number 9 overall, excuse me. I confused him with Matt Boldy. But uh, I just think that they're not, again, another player they're not giving the full opportunity to. So if you're just going to have him be up in, in, on the Wild roster to have him sit in the press box, get something for him. Again, I don't think he's a bust yet, and I think this year he will make the team because of numbers and they need somebody that's cheap like Marco Rossi, but I'm not opposed to moving him if the deal is right. I'm opposed to moving him this season. I don't think this upcoming year that should be anything into consideration. I think you give him a fair shot, full chance this season. To be fair, once he got sent down to Iowa the first time last year, I was, I think, one of the few who did not want to see him back up the rest of the year. People kept calling for him to be brought back up, and I'm like, that's not fair. Yes. Like, it, the team was a dumpster fire early in the season, specifically late October, November. They were going through a lot of growing pains. And people were like, call back up Rossi. And I'm like, no. Like, no. why would that be fair when he was already struggling before to find a spot in the lineup and people just unfairly criticizing him, ripping him apart for how he was playing? And granted, people were also saying he didn't have enough minutes played to really get to fully see. But I think this year will be... And it should be a full opportunity to get a look at what he actually can do. But after this season, if he doesn't deliver, then 
I'm open to the conversation. And again, not saying it's a bust, but I guess this statement would allude to such a term or such a label. Maybe he's not good enough. I mean, there is that very distinct possibility. You can tear it up in the AHL. That doesn't mean that you're going to translate into the NHL. Um, I do. I wonder if he has the mentality. He certainly is a hard worker, right? And you need that. And obviously, again, grit first, yada, yada. Um, and he has some skill, but I just, I do, I want, there's something holding him back. There's something missing yet. And I agree with what you said, Kirsten, and I agree with, with what Bill Guerin did this year by obviously focusing on his development, letting him marinate down there in Iowa. Very, very important. Bill Guerin has done that with a number of players. Jesper Velstead, the top goalie prospect for the Minnesota Wild, uh, also included in that statement. But something about it, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, again, first rounders, when you're in the NHL draft, for those of you that maybe don't pay as much attention, it's not football. You're not going to have a player get drafted and come right in and make this immediate impact. In the NHL, you're looking at a 17, 18-year-old kid and saying, maybe you'll be really good in five years, but maybe you won't. Ryan Hartman, uh, Minnesota Wild's beloved number one center, was a first-round pick, and he sucked for the most of his career. And you might argue that he's not technically what a first-rounder should be. He's a grit-first grinder of a player. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's hit or miss, and I just I wonder, again, not calling him a bust, not calling him a miss yet. It's very too early to say that, but I just think something's missing from his game that will not allow him to take that next step in the NHL. Well, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> I hope we do see him, but I think people need to lower their expectations that he's going to come in and save the franchise. <laughs> no. No? I mean, don't lower expectations. Wild? No, we got to raise expectations. You need better expectations for this Minnesota Wild team. I'm just kidding. That next two years, you guys have zero expectations. Put those expectations for the Minnesota Wild on the freaking floor because it's not going to be great. It's not going to be as good. I mean, we were lucky this year going back. Uh, Kirsten and I both at the beginning of the year said that the Minnesota Wild would be a bubble team. And I stand by that. I still... I think I'm not going to say that they overexceeded, but that's maybe why my disappointment is a little less in the first round because it's like, well, I didn't expect you guys to even make it there. That being said, you guys, our next piece of trivia question for some lovely prizes from Shells and Grain Belt. What, uh, what did Minnesota Wild finish the regular season at? What position in the Western Conference did they finish the regular season at? Now, again, a little hint. They obviously made the playoffs. You have eight teams from each conference making the playoffs. So... Bear that in mind. Does anybody know what place Minnesota finished in the Western Conference this year? Sixth? No. Incorrect. Anybody else have a conference? I'm not going to lie. I was sitting here for a second. I'm like, it's kind of a blur at this point. Like, almost a month ago, where were they? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a while. Someone said it. Three. There we go. Come Three. grab a prize. Grab two prizes if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Come on up. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the teams in the West that made the playoffs this year. Edmonton, they're also bounced. LA Kings, yes, Kevin Fiala makes his triumphant return to the playoffs, who I think actually he was hurt for the playoffs. So he, he was until, play. like, the last game or two, and he had more points than Kaprizov did. Yeah, that's just salt in and the wound. I think he had four points total, so Fiala alone <laughs> – matched Boldy and Kaprizov, how many points they were able to produce combined. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I'm not even bitter about, oh. I am. They finished sixth? They finished finish sixth six. in the comp. You, get your, you keep your t-shirt. Third in the division? I swear we're intelligent hockey minds. 
Third in the division, sixth in the... Hey, I, I told you guys. It's like a blur. It was almost a month ago. A very so long time know. ago. <laughs> Come grab a prize. We've got plenty. We've got plenty to give away. Uh, well, Bar Down Beauties. <laughs> New episodes every single Monday where sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. We're, most of the we're time. in full off-season mode. We're just here to have fun. Exactly. Happy you guys are here having fun with us. Exactly. Go up and get a $2.16 ounce tap of Nordies. We've got another 15 minutes left in the show while you're getting a beer please say hi to our friend jody she is the author of hockey moms aren't crazy well maybe just a little she is right up front here she's got some books on hand it's a very fun book jody's awesome great supporter uh adorable granddaughter as well just very proud grandma and a good friend of the podcast so be sure to swing by there check out her book again go grab a beer we're gonna take one last break and we'll be right back if you guys have any questions you want us to chat about in the next segment feel free to drop that on us otherwise we're gonna talk beer and hockey again. But we did have a request to talk about goaltending. In particular, Jesper Belstead, the Iowa prospect, uh, one of the top prospects across all positions, but namely, obviously, in goalie, the future of the Minnesota Wild, Kirsten. Jesper uh, struggling out the gates in Iowa last year a little bit, and by struggle, I mean just finding his groove. Uh, he's a player that is not familiar with the North American sheet and the ice, had to work on his sliding techniques. Uh, but the good news is he will be up. I don't know that you will see him this year because they have Marc-Andre Fleury, Philip Gustafson in place. Correction, Philip Gustafson, a UFA, still need to get that locked in. So but we don't be. know if we have him You right will. Now. Bill Guerin said that Philip Gustafson will be back. The Gus bus is rolling back in. But in general, I mean... The future is bright for goaltending with Jesper when he does make his debut because he will be your number one, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm really excited for him to get up here. Um, I think, too, there was a lot of promise when Flurry came in, fans just knowing the career he's had, excited to have him. Just a legend in Minnesota, which is cool to have. Um, but at the same time, when we do lose him, which seemingly he admitted in exit interviews will more than likely be after this season. Um, we'd lose him, but we'd get Wallstead, yeah, which would be awesome. Right. So I'm excited. I hope we get to see a couple glimmers of him this season just to maybe test him out a little, see what he's capable of in the NHL, but it's, it's exciting. I'm excited. He's crushing it over in the World Championships, World Championships, and IIHF event happening with a couple uh, NHL players that are obviously their seasons are over. A lot of college kids or guys from the American Hockey League representing their countries. Yes, for doing his dang thing from Sweden. Uh, you know, I think the thing that's exciting about Jesper and what he could bring is, and having met him during development camp and having met him at training camp, is he's excited to be part of this organization. And now, of course, you, you hear that hearsay. Oh, yeah, of course they're going to say that. What are they going to say? But I think he genuinely understands not pressure, I think it's expectation, but he knows what is going to be expected of him, and he's ready to do that. I think he's ready to take the Minnesota Wild because goaltending can take you ever, everywhere. I mean, we talked about tonight's Eastern Conference final game for Sergei Bobrovsky for the Florida Panthers is the reason they are. And again, Minnesota got fantastic goaltending tandem last year, but Valstead will certainly bring that to another scene. I mean, the best goaltender you will probably see in a wild jersey uh, outside of Marc-Andre Fleury, but even Marc-Andre Fleury. We got him at the tail end of his career. We did. But, yeah, there's a lot of promise. In the words of our friend Kevin Gorg, there's a lot to be excited about in our upcoming prospect pool. So 
In, uh, in the dark, that is possibly the next two years, there's some glimmers of things we can be excited about. And for those dark times, I recommend getting a Grain Belt Shells Nordies. Let's talk about what they have on tap with our friend Joe Beer. These are my signals. Joe, got to pay attention. Got to be quicker than that. Yeah. Joe is a Roseville Raider, so feel free to boo him for that if that's your thing. Actually, I, I went to. to Moundsview, unfortunately. Oh, so. that's right. I live, in, was only I live in Roseville. It's awesome. but it's, Yeah, go Raiders. It's far from Hastings. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a drive, but we love it out here. It's a great time out here in Hastings again. <laughs> Joe, State Fair. I know it's not oh, man. near, Holy but cow. it's at the end. It's your favorite event. It's every Minnesotan's favorite event. I particularly like stopping by the Shell stage. What do you guys yeah. got going? Are you so excited for that coming? I can't. Out? So we got. We def, we're not doing. We we have things in the works uh, for the the full fair. Um, this weekend is the taste of the fair, yep. and we've got a couple spots. Pour, uh, you know, uh, uh, selling grain belt cans and stuff. It's kind of it's it's funny. It's just like a little, like just a little taster for the fair, and it's it's cool. Um, the big show though. Big show is in is in August, and we do have. Hold on, let me just kind of one, two, three. We have I think three or four things in the hopper that are brand new. Nice. That um, I can't say yet because the fair gets mad if you disclose things ahead of schedule. Fair. Um, but the uh, I, we actually it's, it's kind of goofy because right now is the heart of it. Um, d- uh, beer lists have to be into the fair by the. F- 15th of June. Mm-hmm. So right now, all of the fair vendors are making all their decisions and doing all of the things. And if stuff isn't already in works right now, uh, it's probably not going to happen by... Are we going to get more fruit? Like, I love the blueberry, um, right? And the lemon. Like, are yeah, we going to so do we, more along those lines? Because that's a, that's a personal favorite. I've got... Well, we have plenty of blue out there. Don't mm-hmm. worry about that. Okay. Um, we've got something that's... Um, I want to call it beyond... Be- so, like, the category is beyond beer... Um, that's not necessarily beer, but it's something different. Uh, well, we have our sour every year. So yes, we do. Last year, last year we did our, uh, electric empress, which was our plum sour. Mm -hmm. And we do it, um, under the stage. We have like a, they're under the, uh, steps of Lulu's on the West end. Uh, this year we have another one. I will say it's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, uh, uh, it's not, this isn't exactly what it is, but it is a peach beer. Ooh, I like it. Peach of some of some nature, so I guess I, I guess I can say that. That's, but yeah. that's not what it, the final thing is. But there's it is more to power. it than yeah. just a PA. Yes, you li- I like the teasing. I so enjoy we that. have, yeah, we'll. Um, there's, yeah, there's twenty. There's about twenty-one vendors out there that sell beer at the fair, and uh, we'll probably be, if my educated guess is right, we'll be at about fifteen of them. So. Yeah. There's, there's some place, I mean, Liney's Lodge, we're not going to probably be pouring beer at the Liney's mm. Lodge. So That makes sense, maybe, <laughs> a little bit, right? We used yeah. to, though. That was a secret little, <laughs> shh, don't tell anybody. You could get Grain Belt Premium at the Liney's Lodge for years. Ooh, <laughs> you guys snuck it right in there. Sometimes yeah, you got to do that, the friendly beer. It's, it's good stuff. Hey, um, so I was thinking about it. We were talking about it over here. What were the, I don't remember what the, what the season, the, ooh, hot mic. That's you. The, uh, the predictions were at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I predicted the Wild to finish second in the division and win a playoff round. Yes. So I am not smart. Yeah. Lo- yeah. Sorry. Uh, yes. I yes. don't remember what everybody else picked. We so. did, but I did like fourth, I think. Kirsten maybe did three. 
I don't know. But you don't, basically, you didn't win. You definitely didn't no, win. No, I didn't win. But um, I for sure probably thought they were going to get out of the first round. I still cannot believe they didn't get out of the first round, frankly. Not to keep harping on it, I've moved on. Like I said, I'm out golfing and paddleboarding now as a courtesy. Thank you, Minnesota <laughs> Wild. Goddamn bastards. Hey, you get but, to yeah. Get to enjoy the weather, right? Get to enjoy the weather. Get to enjoy more beer again, Joe. You are the best. We love our partners at Green Belt. We've got more merch up here. That's going to about do it. Uh, I'm going to have Kirsten hop back on the hot mic as Ooh. we say adios, farewell. But ah. you guys have been awesome. Joe's just ruining Thank you very much. Yeah, maybe I'm too tall. I don't know. It could be. It's something. <laughs> it's just you. you. Just your beat. You're the best, Joe. Again, you have probably another minute to get your $2 16-ounce taps of Nordies. Come grab some Grain Belt Shells merch. We won't ask, force you to answer anything. But if you want to say hey, that'd be cool, too. Yeah. Um, you guys have been awesome. Thank you again, Doug Rawls. This has been so, so much fun. Um, love it out here in Hastings, despite yeah. the little bit of a drive that it was for us. But this is a very cool venue. Would love to come back and check it out when I don't have to drive home. Preferably. Beautiful location, beautiful night. Couldn't ask for anything better, mm -hmm. um, except for maybe a better soundboard operator, which was also me tonight. Yes. <laughs> so uh, sorry for Kirsten. blowing your guys' ears out with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my bad. My B. And we have one final giveaway. Our friend Jody said she will give away one of her hockey moms, our crazy books. If you can guess her favorite former Minnesota Wild player, I will give you a hint. He was a player with the team for part of this season. He was a guy that was a part of the team. It's not the person you're oh. thinking of, Kirsten. Uh, he has been with the organization for, he was with the organization for a little bit. Ironically, he's out in Buffalo now. As well, oh, that one. Um, there were two players that went out to Buffalo this year. So if you can guess which one, she will get, you will get a copy of Jody's book. It is Jordan Greenway. Jody has a close personal friend uh, who is actually Jordan's aunt, so she got to know Jordan very well. Uh, Jordan, a good kid, hopefully finds some of his footing out there in hey, Buffalo. He was heating up when he got traded. So Kirsten wishes it was Tyson Joe, so that's her favorite player. Big fan. Big I fan. did think that's who it was. It's not. But confirmed not. <laughs> confirmed not. Uh, we've had Tyson Jost on the podcast, though. If you find Bar Down Beauties on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, we would be very forever grateful for a subscription, a hi, yada, yada. You guys are awesome. Thank you again for letting us speak our words and for paying some attention. And we will be back next Monday with a new episode. And just follow As us. That's on. Memorial Day. Tuesday, Tuesday. With an episode for those that get to go enjoy vacation. But oh, I'm on, I'll be on vacation. <laughs> I'm out of office. <laughs> All right. Just you, like I was tonight, pretty much. This is true. This is true. Again, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com. She's Kirsten Kroll, and this is the Bar Down Beauties. You're the best. Thank you. This podcast is made possible due to listeners like you. Thank you.